0: Modern society is currently going through serious problems. That seems obvious to me to see with various economic, political, environmental, and other issues. These range from competition with China, massive inequality, supply chain problems, global warming, and you could list countless others. Young people today face hard lives. Things like this tend to be extremely complicated with many factors going into them, but there is one big driving variable that I think can be blamed enough to warrant a video being made about it and is a significant portion of the decisions we've made wrong. That being the baby boomer generation, I think the boomers in many ways are unparalleled across history for the raw amount of social damage they have caused in their several decade rule. This might sound suspicious or overstated, but this video will try to make the argument that the baby boomers have set up later generations to have a shit show that's incredibly difficult to solve. Here, I'm gonna go through the various vectors through which the baby boomers have hurt society. Let's get started. So much of what the Boomers think of the world is defined by their understanding of World War II, which was really important for their childhoods. World War II still fascinates many as the start of the current era of history we're living in. With many of its colorful characters, it's an excellent topic to look into, and there's nowhere better to start than Magellan TV. I recently watched a series, The Day When, about decisions taken by some of the greatest leaders in World War II. It's a great insight into what they were dealing with and the pressures of their time. Magellan TV is a documentary streaming service made by filmmakers with the best selection of movies and historical documentaries out there. They have content covering everything from geology to astronomy and from true crime to ancient history. If you like World War II, the Roman Empire, science, religion, or anything else, Magellan TV is great for you. And it's compatible just with any device and is 4K HD with no additional cost. It's a wonderful platform for an affordable price. On top of this, what if altist viewers can get a one month free trial using the link in the video description? Magellan TV is a platform for you, so check out Magellan TV today and start learning about whatever interests you. For those that don't know, and I know generational terms vary a tremendous amount on a nation by nation basis, baby boomers are born between the end of World War II and 1964. This generation's absolutely massive, the largest in history up to its point. And this analysis will heavily target the Western world, especially the United States. But I'll make periodic glances elsewhere, and I'm sure a very significant amount of the things that happen in America apply elsewhere in the rest of the world. Before I start, I'd like to say I'm not blaming baby boomers as individuals. I think most groups of people tend to be, for the most part, good, honorable people. If they weren't, society would fall apart. And there are countless baby boomers who are the most wonderful people in the world, whether morally or through their amazing achievements. If you are a baby boomer watching this video, I don't want to attack you as an individual since I know nothing about your life. However, I will make the argument that the baby boomers as a group cause massive damage to the broader society that simply cannot be ignored or discounted. In other words, your parents may be the most wonderful people in the world, I'm not attacking them, I'm attacking their broader demographic. In this video, I'm gonna go through the history of how the boomers influenced the world over the course of their lives, going through the record of their effects upon every element in the broader society. This is in many ways a history of the baby boomers, and like everything else, it's complicated, and the boomers have done many good things to the world, which we will also talk about. It's hard to not be in awe of how many boomers there were. In 1961, half of America's population was under the age of 25. This was since most countries in the Western world had negative, unsustainable birth rates for several decades before World War II due to the depression and the war. And for many, especially in Europe, the 20s weren't especially great either. When World War II and the post-war prosperity came, it resulted in people having children like crazy. This raw size has meant, in effect, that for the whole post-war era, until the present, the boomers were the dominant demographic. And this manifested incredibly early by trying to sell to the young adolescent boomer generation. TV shows, toys, and the like were geared towards baby boomers. If you ignore the greatest mass murderers of all time like Mao and Stalin, the boomers grew up in what could possibly be considered the best era in history. There were so many things that had gone right, it's kind of shocking. The Industrial Revolution had created mass advances in productivity, wages had been kept artificially down for various complicated economic and political reasons in the pre-World War II world, but after the war, the standard of living grew at the fastest level ever in human history. Basically, every standard of living statistic between diet, physical health, the strength of social communities and networks, low political stress and the like were the best levels in history. This really was a golden age to be a normal human being. On top of this, you have seen massive technological progress which touched normal people's lives in the most intimate ways, whether with the promulgation of cars, telephones, televisions, washing machines, birth control pills and the like, making life much easier on a daily basis. The world was the least crime-filled and the safest of any era before, ever, and pandemics and endemic diseases simply did not exist in a real way. At the same time, there were countless epic national projects like the Marshall Plan, launching a man in the moon, or the construction of the National Federal Highway System. The population was growing incredibly fast, but food and every other kind of supply were exceeding it. Most American boomers, and I'm guessing conditions are similar in Europe, grew up in overwhelmingly safe and wealthy, by historic standards, societies. Only through understanding these conditions can we comprehend the cultural shifts that went with the baby boomers. In effect, we can construct what amounts to a boomer mentality, or a dominant boomer assumption of the world, that transcends all political ideas or religious viewpoints. This boomer assumption and worldview being, I want everything now, with nothing save for the future, while at the same time, also, judging and making assumptions about others in any regard is the worst possible sin. Maybe I'm being unduly unfair to the baby boomers in how I phrased that, but I think Across this video, I'm gonna try to show you all that this worldview has manifested in the real world for decades. And I mean, a big part of this mindset of, I want as many good things now as possible, makes sense with the historical conditions the boomers lived under. In that, for one, they'd experienced the most rapid growth in standard of living ever in history. And it's insane how the baby boomers lived very comfortable lives that many of their parents were coal miners or helped establish the West or lived in horrible conditions. So the idea that things would inevitably get better seemed ingrained to them. And on top of that, this is the first era of nuclear weapons. And so people were basically thinking to themselves, why would I save up if nuclear Armageddon could be tomorrow? So let's just enjoy life now. An incredibly important factor to see with the baby boomers is that they were the first generation to grow up with television being normal. And this probably has massive cultural effects we won't totally figure out for a long time because it's still fairly recent and massive, but in studies, populations that have television have less subtle views of the world, less strong controls over their emotions, and have lower IQ. And there's a couple really fascinating studies that I recommend you read about in the text wall in front of you that go through this. But for the boomers, it was a giant experiment of introducing television into the world and to see what would happen. For mass media, the way you entertain yourself by getting stories was through reading. And a big difference between reading and television is that reading is inherently introspective in that it's something you do alone and you think of. About what is happening in front of you in the story. And on top of that, through a book, it tells you what the internal monologue of the characters is. Well, in television, you're watching this, and they're playing music in the background that tells you how to feel. And also, you can't figure out what the character's internal monologue is. You're just watching it. And that requires a less degree of comprehension and a less degree of thoughtfulness than reading does also there was a rapid shift in parenting styles of the baby boomers in which in previous generations the idea was that the role of parenting was to get children to grow up to be adults and you should put responsibility in children's hands and tell them to adapt to the adult world so as to be ready for adult life both the baby boomers there were new theories of parenting that gained large currency which basically said you should try to appeal to your kids and work with them more and be more generous with your children and not try to control them too much unless they don't get neuroses like what Freud talks about. And so you had a generation of much more permissive parenting than what you would have gotten before in history. When the boomer generation first made itself felt, this was incredibly plain to see. In fact, due to their raw demographic strength, the 60s, when the oldest baby boomers were in adolescence, almost has the feel of a national civil war in America to it. The 1960s is easily one of the greatest cultural shifts ever in the whole history of the world, affecting every broader element of society. The baby boomers exploded onto the world stage in their adolescence with their interest in rock and roll. Rock and roll was the exemplification of everything the previous society stood against, whether black people, Christian prudery, humility, and self-control. The rock stars that came out of this movement were hypersexual, self-aggrandizing, often addicts and the like. The phrase literally goes sex, drugs, and rock and roll for a reason. However, rock music was absolutely incredible, probably being the largest revolution in music ever. These rock stars, with the Beatles being a notable example, were often treated as something close to gods. When John Lennon said the Beatles were bigger than Jesus, it wasn't even controversial in Britain at the time. For the Boomers' parents, they were shocked at their children doing something so overtly sexual, as against the West's several thousand-year history of prudery with Christianity. While for the Boomers, their parents seemed hopelessly out of date. One of the very important points to get across about the boomer mentality is that they kind of view themselves as the start of history, in that history as the old world existed ended in World War II, and the boomers are a new generation to teach the world new lessons. And you see that in the 1960s, where they thought, all we need to do is love and chill and vibe, and everyone who's older than us is stuck up and old. That makes sense in some regard, because the world wars are so massive that they do kind of form a bookend. But... I think it's one of the boomers' most notable flaws in that they're unwilling to listen to the lessons of previous eras Because they believe themselves to be so special. And I mean, you see this in the emphasis Baby Boomers put upon the events that happened in their youth. Where for the Baby Boomers, they view the death of John F. Kennedy, the Vietnam War, and Watergate as truly historic events. But they're not really. America's had previous political scandals. It's had wars. It's had presidents getting shot. But for the Baby Boomers, because it happened to them when they were young, it must be a truly important event. Because they are the start of history. And... Just for my personal experience, I remember growing up in high school and middle school, which were foreigners as roughly ages 12 to 18. I read five books in the Vietnam War because the educational system I lived with was built off baby boomers. And I just thought to myself, Why are we reading at this Vietnam War rather than World War II or the Crusades or the Roman Empire or something of higher historical importance? And it's because the Boomers believed their own generation to be a truly historic era in history. Only by taking this viewpoint that they are a truly new era of history can you understand how fast the cultural shifts that occurred under the Boomers did occur, with a notable example being the sexual revolution. In 1960, to sleep with a girl, you were expected to marry her. In 1970, to not be a virgin upon leaving high school was considered taboo and a man judged his value from how many girls he could sleep with. We have no record of a change this large ever happening in history, and something as important as sex. One of the biggest changes that we have to understand in order to comprehend the sexual revolution rock and roll culture was the birth control pill, which created one of the largest cultural shifts in history. For the first time in history, you could decouple sex from pregnancy. Thus, in the real world, in real fact, their elders' sexual prescriptions were hopelessly outdated for the world the baby boomers really grew up in. The baby boomers thus had more casual sex than any generation ever in human history. One of the major shifts was the far greater tolerance of all kinds that went with the baby boomers. I think this is partially driven off how the society was much wealthier, and thus you didn't have to make as many hard choices about if it was your group or theirs that would be able to survive. Also, the most horrifying customs the non-European world had had before, like human sacrifice, slavery, and harems, had been abolished over the centuries by Western colonialism. However, on top of it, I think World War II was so horrifying, and the Nazis were so blatantly evil that it made racism untenable. A very key fact to understand about the world the Boomers grew up in was that World War II was incredibly recent. In fact, they were a generation race of evil who had fought in World War II. In a traditionally Christian society, one which looked for good and evil, yet wasn't comfortable with morally judging people for their individual actions, they created the Nazis to be the ultimate evil. This has had profound effects in the trajectory of modern society, which has tried to be the exact opposite of the Nazis, of being anti-racist, transnational, pacifist, non-judgmental, and the like. Basically, the whole trajectory of the changes in modern political philosophy have come from trying to be the opposite of the Nazis, which now leads us into the broader cultural changes the boomers have had under their purview of the last several decades of dominance. You can see the boomer mindset in the success of the movie Star Wars. Star Wars is a world divided between a good and an evil faction, the underdogs and the evil empire, with easy, clean victories. Star Wars is a mythic retelling of how Americans wished World War II could have gone. It isn't a coincidence as well that Star Wars came out right as baby boomers were starting to take over Hollywood. Lots of younger people like to make fun of the boomers for being out of touch and often goes with hinting that they're racist, but the changes in attitude towards race between the previous generations and the Boomers are insane. The Boomers are victims of their own success in that their drive for social justice has succeeded to such a degree that future generations have gone even further at playing the Boomers' own game. When the Boomers were growing up, one-third of America was legally racially segregated, legally excluding black people from most aspects of society, Well as the Boomers gained power, even going back to that position seemed insane or evil. An example of this process has been spearheaded by boomers are, as boomers have predominated in academia, the left-right split went from one conservative for every two left-wing professors to one conservative for every 19 left-wing professors. Lots of people are going to say here, the boomers are conservative, what are you talking about? And that is true in one regard, and the boomers have had a tendency in America to be economically conservative. However, to say the boomers are socially conservative is in many ways kind of funny, because The boomers are so much less socially conservative that their children are basically saying the boomers are conservative for moving to so much further left than their parents that the boomers in turn have become the new moral center. The brilliant historian Carol Quigley talks about how the Western world since the Renaissance has gone through ideological phases, each lasting around 80 or so years, and I don't have time to get fully into his theory here, so read this text wall if you're interested. But writing in the early 60s, he posited that the post-World War II era should be called the era of social justice and that the main aim of political cultural change since that time has been to help oppressed groups. We've seen this in the years the baby boomers totally dominate America, from let's say the 1980s to the present, have seen the largest shifts towards liberation of various oppressed groups like black people, gay people, and women than any other era ever in history. This care for the oppressed is one of the boomers' most positive traits. However, this caring for oppressed groups is a part of the boomers' belief in permissiveness, or let it be, applied to the highest degree possible. Baby boomers are terrified of applying moral judgment to any group or individual. With the positive side of helping oppressed groups comes the negative side of an inability to make any kind of moral judgment. At the same time, trying to judge the group is seen as cringe or antiquated. This is how the social changes that occurred so quickly under the tenure of the boomers, such as mass immigration, entrance of women into the workforce, mass acceptance of gay people, rise of the trans movement, increase in racial tolerance, mass digitization of society, deindustrialization, and the like, many good or bad things really that happen so quickly. Any people who criticize the waves of change would be mocked as being behind the times or not getting it. For the baby boomers who grew up in immense comfort and with immense strategic stability, the idea that changes in behavior could result in the death of the group seemed foolish. Nothing could be less cool in the baby boomer generation than in criticizing someone for being too sexually loose, using drugs too much, not honoring their parents, and the other values that society is traditionally pried in order to maintain social unity and survive. The worst insult to a baby boomer is to call them square. The Baby Boomers were a massive tidal wave of cultural change that pushed towards permissiveness without really thinking why. Although these started in their earlier forms for decades before the Baby Boomers, they kicked into dominating society with the Baby Boomers. One of the best anthropology books I've ever read is called The Lonely Crowd by David Reisman, written in 1949, and it's about the cultural changes that had taken place in America since the 19th century. The summary is that in the strongly Christian America of the 19th century, the central moral axis of America was based around the idea of doing an objective good, whether or not it was popular in order to please God. More so in the 20th century, it became about being popular and getting along with your community. As an example, let's look at high school culture, with which my friend J.J. McCullough has a wonderful video about, which only really started with the baby boomers, in which the goals were to be popular, have a hot girlfriend, throw lots of parties, and drink a lot. If you look at teen movies, these are viewed as moral goods in of themselves. If you compare this to the world of the 19th century, you see very different results, in which, in adolescence, in a much harsher world, it was viewed as a mini-adulthood, and a young man should inspire to be an adventurer, an inventor, or a tycoon. The young people's books of the Victorian era were high adventure, romance, etc., with the aim of filling the ultimate, most impressive thing. I don't want to sound like a Puritan with a stick up my ass, saying we should never party or have fun, but... The boomer world has posited that pleasure is the purpose of existence, and you see that across the broader society. When you look at 24-7 roadside fast food joints, alongside pop songs with repetitive beats and scantily clad girls, you see the hidden baby boomer conceit that the world has no meaning except pleasure and dopamine hits, which just is not true. Partying is fun. I mean, for Christ's sake, I help run a social club and I party all the time. But I have no illusions that partying's meaningful in of itself. It's a fun way to cut loose, but after three nights of going hard, you feel terrible. and I haven't ever met a happy fuck boy. Hedonism gets depressing fast, but the drive towards excellence, goodness, or great deeds are stimulating, improve your character, and rarely boring. The person who stays in their village drinking and having fun has no glory, while those who go out in the jungle and kill the lions are those that rule the world. Due to the ease of their existence, the Boomers were academically and intellectually less vibrant than previous generations. You struggle to find very many good Boomer intellectuals, philosophers or thinkers. The Baby Boomers, in general, viewed thinking about abstract concepts as foolish, unlike the massive intellectual creativity of the pre-World War II era that the West had had for centuries. You see this decline in the complexity of language as spoken by presidential candidates over the 20th century, the references pop culture makes, or the type of movies which are made, switching from historic and cultural to ones out superheroes. The baby boomer worldview really doesn't believe in abstract concepts, trying to maximize sensory pleasure, money, and the lowest common denominator. You can see this in the erosion of the importance of history or philosophy in education, the lack of an idea of high culture, with the boomers eschewing the art food, literature, and the like that previous eras held in esteem. An example of this is the boomers really did not like French food, which was held to be the highest class food in previous eras, and instead replaced it with Italian food, which in America was the food of peasants living in the ghetto. You can see this obsession with money in that the only intellectuals who have made a dent in modern society are economists, and most boomer presidents viewed the economy as their only or top issue. To try to be cultured in a boomer circle is to try to be superior to the group and thus arrogant. Meanwhile, to talk about honor, duty, truth, and the like in the Boomer worldview is to be hopelessly uncool. The Baby Boomers have left us with a society that acts as if physical pleasure is the only thing that exists, and any kind of moral standard or sense of duty is evil. I think the most pertinent example of this is with the very Baby Boomer idea of love. In the 60s, it was commonly said, all you need is love. However, there is no legitimate explanation of what love means, and if a term is that vague, that means there's no way it can be applied in a constructive way. There is no explanation how to love the people in your life, whether your family, your friends, people you work with. and love is also heavily conflated with sex so basically what ended up happening here was that in christian philosophy was a profound statement on how to live life in the hands of the baby boomers became the license to fuck as much as possible without any kind of explanation on how it would actually improve the world With the baby boomers' various cultural changes, they have, in effect, been dropping any sense of social duty they have in exchange for short-term pleasure. We can see this with sex, in that while the boomers had large amounts of sex, after them, numbers started to collapse. A big reason for this is that free love, when applied, results in low-trust strategies like being a fuckboy or being a crazy girl that erode social trust, thus meaning everyone has less sex decades down the line. This lack of sexual regulation has resulted in the boomers being the last real generation of any size, in most countries in the world. With the US being an exception and that American boomers had children, but much of the rest of the world, they really didn't, thus setting those countries up for population collapse. An alternate example of which being music, how the removal of traditional standards originally allowed the rise of amazing kinds of rock and roll. However, with the idea of any standards being terrible, Over several decades, it started resulting in music degenerating into not having instruments, being less rhythmically complex, having incomprehensible lyrics that make no sense, with artists being often horrible people. Like everything else the boomers did, a short-term massive gain resulted in long-term decay and degeneracy. The pattern of the boomers being unwilling to enforce any sense of order, thus resulting in social collapse, is omnipresent in our society. Without social regulations, we saw the declines in social connections, number of friends, the skyrocketing of mental health, Health problems, the collapse in social trust, skyrocketing divorce rate. And you could go across the broader society, everything from more unhealthy fast food, worst quality movies, worst quality road systems, and that the boomers were totally unwilling to maintain the broader level of social functioning. Is it any surprise that when you tell people they can do whatever you want, that things go wrong? The theme of the baby boomer is lacking any sense of inner discipline while viewing the world as an easy-to-fix match of good versus evil is manifested in politics as in the broader culture. A controversial example of which is the Vietnam War. The Vietnam War is viewed as impossibly evil by American baby boomers, but I've never had it explained to me why it's functionally any different from Korea, which is widely lauded as a good war that America should have gotten involved in. Both were wars by a northern communist side aggressing against our capitalist southern ally. The only difference I can see is that one of the wars was fought by the baby boomers and the other by the silent generation. On top of this, Korea was a significantly bloodier war than the Vietnam War and I'm not arguing as to whether the Vietnam War was just simply looking at the reaction of the silent generation versus the boomers for the silent generation which grew up during the depression they viewed the Korean War as a necessary step to stopping the spread of global communism that was killing tens of millions under some of the worst autocrats ever in the Vietnam War the baby boomer generation viewed it as an evil colonial war to spread America's influence and they made a grandstanding statement about how war itself was unjust and the government could couldn't draft young men, which was inherently immoral. However, the draft dodgers didn't file to be conscientious objectors, which genuine pacifists like my religion the Quakers have done. They also posited no political solution to the problems in Vietnam, instead saying, we just don't want to get involved which makes sense from the boomer perspective that they are the new start of history. Thus, they could not look to the previous wars of history as a precedent on how to deal with this war. Any other era history would have immediately interpreted this as cowardly and shameful, but the baby boomers turned this into a moral stance, one that involved benefiting them immensely as individuals. In Europe, the pressure from the baby boomer generation was a big factor pushing decolonization. And whether or not you view that as positive or negative, it greatly weakened the European countries on the international scale for future generations. The binary good versus evil view of the world is also manifested in how America acts in the international stage. An example being the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, led by a baby boomer president and a Congress, the vast majority of whom were baby boomers. In their simplistic worldview, the U.S. invaded these countries, literally expecting ourselves to be embraced as liberators, bringing our freedoms, and then made no plans for a harsh defense or long-term nation building. This is a foreign policy built off Star Wars rather than reading history or Xenophon as pre- previous generations would have. The U.S. has lacked any subtlety in its foreign policy while it's been ruled by boomers. The U.S., under the previous generations, had to manage an extremely complicated Cold War policy, but once the boomers gained electoral power under Reagan, they immediately called the Soviets an evil empire. And after that, in the War on Terror, the U.S. just went full out rather than having a more articulate and subtle policy against terrorism that could have been more effective. Alternatively, the U.S. allowed China, the country which very obviously has the potential to be our greatest rival, industrialized, using our own factory jobs. And it also created Russia as a bogeyman in 2016 when it was pretty clear that Russia was an incredibly weak country, while China was our real rival. And this is because the boomers have trouble constructing a worldview rather than simple good versus evil. The boomers have always liked moral grandstanding in politics without any real effectiveness behind it. Look at how another baby boomer president, Barack Obama's foreign policy, involved making broad moral stances like saying President Assad's use of biological weapons was a line that could not be crossed, and then doing nothing about it when he did cross it. The European baby boomers, meanwhile, have reached an apex of grandstanding with no real force behind it. Modern Europe makes moral proclamations towards the world, acting as if it is the apex of the human race, well having no real military strength or force and rapidly losing its economic and cultural importance. The baby boomer desire to make grandstanding gestures with little effectiveness has manifested in America's political system, which since 1980, as boomers have gradually been elected into office and gained a majority of Congress ever since, has resulted in a gridlock Congress that has accomplished basically nothing while virtue signaling to their side viewing their opponents as evil incarnate that cannot be compromised with. It's downright shocking how much power the baby boomers still have, even more so the oldest group of boomers are those who were born during World War II. Trump, Biden, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Obama, Clinton, and Bush the younger are all baby boomers. In 2024, it wouldn't shock me if we have another race between two different baby boomers again, even as their generation is literally aging into senility, as we see with our current president, with the youngest boomers now being in their 60s. Also, whether or not you like Trump's policies, his personality is the ultimate boomer. In some ways, Trump is the most baby boomer person to have ever existed. He is allowed, views the world in binary terms, has a personally pretty degenerate lifestyle to himself, has a unintellectual view of the world, and is narcissistic. He makes short slogans and tells his followers he'll fix everything now. He is lacking in any sense of honor, gravitas, or duty. The baby boomer economic policies and the direction their societies have taken are also indicative of their worldview. The boomers have pushed for their own self-interests and short-term growth at the expense of the long term. In their adolescence, quality of life and wages were the highest ever in world history. A major theme we'll see is the boomers don't understand that these conditions are not the normal state of the world, instead being contingent upon the historic conditions they were born with and the massive effort their ancestors put into getting there, and then the boomers continue to weaken those foundations. I don't think it's a surprise that the years when the boomers started to get more influence or the late 70s and early 80s also saw the stagnation of wages in America from which they would never recover. The theme over the final part of the 20th century, and I will admit this is caused in part by much more complicated macroeconomic forces, is that the boomers who were able to establish themselves during an era of high wages, then went out crushing wages as much as possible as they started to have more capital and thus capital had more value than wages to them for their own economic self-interest. Starting with the Reagan revolution, America started mass importing immigrants by the millions, deindustrializing by pushing its own manufacturing abroad, started mechanizing and literally everything else someone could do to depreciate wages. Once the baby boomers were established in the economy, they could undercut the younger Americans starting to work so as to make their capital go further. This has resulted in further economic stagnation and decrease in quality of life for younger Americans, which I talk about extensively in these other videos. The baby boomers saw the era of the cheapest capital or the most money to invest ever in world history. Thus, for the boomers, their capital, once they were able to accumulate it in the era of the highest wages ever experienced massive returns thus baby boomers with money to invest were able to make massive gains while younger generations were not able to accumulate the money in the first place due to lower wages and higher costs of living thus further adding insult to injury something that's insane is that the baby boomers experienced the cheapest capital surge in history but on top of that also had the highest money printing in history. This massive amount of money printing largely ends up in the stock market, of which baby boomers are large stakeholders, and yet even on top of this, and the massive wealth of the world they grew up in, the world today is still positioned for a massive economic recession, inflation, and debt so high it will crush countries, thus leaving the next generation with dire economic conditions. Modern monetary theory, or the dominant economic theory of the Western world today, which basically translates to, we can print as much money as we want and will just magically result in more economic growth, is the perfect encapsulation of the boomer mindset. The mass rise in the cost of housing that has occurred in the Western world since the 80s has very disproportionately benefited baby boomers who often bought these properties decades ago when they were much cheaper. Meanwhile, younger generations often scrounge for small amounts of terrible real estate, since the properties are owned by boomers already. Likewise, boomer governments create insane regulations that make building expensive, thus resulting in further pushing up real estate prices which benefits their group, which own the properties at the expense of the young who want to rent or buy them. Likewise, if you look at welfare programs due to their demographic structures, the baby boomers have already been able to take their old age welfare programs. Meanwhile, due to the baby boomers aging, these programs cannot function for younger generations since they will go bankrupt or become prohibitively expensive. I don't think it's a coincidence that in the year that had the most baby boomers in Congress as a percentage, 2008, saw a financial crisis caused by a lack of good boundaries in the banking industry, thus resulting in corrupt dealings funded by government spending. Another example of this is with the environment, in which baby boomers were unwilling to do anything to deal with carbon emissions, even actively making nuclear energy a near-impossible field to research or deal with, or making a carbon tax decades ago when it would have been much more politically tenable. This could result in outside environmental damages and serious problems due to climate change down the road. I was once talking to my boomer father when I was watching a political speech. I was really young at the time, I think like age of six or seven, and I asked my father, what the speech was about and he said it's about giving my generation money and yours will pay for it which I replied that's not fair I never voted on this to which he replied that's the point this feels like boomer economics in a nutshell this video might come across like I'm jealous of the boomers and I just talk about all their blessings which did not pass on to the future generations and I am if I'm being perfectly honest but on top of that I do think there is a legitimate criticism that the boomers inherited such a good hand in almost every category almost none of which they passed on of future generations. The question with how much you blame the baby boomers is really dependent on how much you think humans are driven by the historic factors around them and how much free will they have. There are things like the boomers, or eras that refused to uphold any standards due to wealth, thus resulting in social degradation, and it's called decadence. It's happened in Rome, the Arab Caliphate, China, India, and too many other times to count. I've also made a video about it here that you can check out. The previous examples of decadence almost perfectly match the boomers, whether through lack of genuine intellectual interest throwing away moral standards to appear cool, inability to wage aggressive war, short-sighted economics that creates long-term stagnation, and more. Can we really blame the boomers for following a historic trend that happens to almost all societies? I was talking to my boomer grandmother, and she said, I know we boomers have made some mistakes, but if you grew up how I did, you'd understand why we did them. I grew up in Nebraska, and everything was dead boring, and everyone was so performative and conformist. We wanted to rebel and change things up. I think we need to have the perspective that the baby boomers lived in a different era and do have a certain degree of humility when you deal with them because we will also make mistakes. And it's very hard to look outside of your era of history. Also, on a purely emotional basis, the baby boomers were the first generation to grow up after the world wars, which was one of the most traumatic events ever in history. Thus, it makes sense that society made some poor decision and tried to do the opposite of what came before after such an awful experience in the same way that People who've experienced trauma often behave in counterproductive ways, and also the baby boomers grew up with the shadow of the atom bomb above them, and fear that nuclear war might happen any second probably did change their worldview in ways difficult for us to understand. However, I still think the baby boomers can be blamed. It wasn't like their era of history was dumb. Decadence was a widely accepted part of history in the 50s, and boomers could have very easily known about it if they put the slightest amount of effort in studying history. It also wasn't like there wasn't moral role models in their era either. The Boomers grew up in the era of such great men as Gandhi or Martin Luther King, with the heroes of the world's wars in the rearview mirror, and if you want to go back further, they had countless role models like Pericles, Martin Luther, and the great philosophers of the Enlightenment. The Baby Boomers inherited the most successful society in history, with thousands of years of traditions and adaptations that allowed that society to become so successful. In the Western world, we give independent choice and free will a tremendous weight, which comes from the Christian idea of having to choose between good and evil. In those terms, the Boomers failed by every single metric. One struggles to find a single baby boomer achievement that matches up with their ancestors for centuries before who liberated slaves and women, ended real grinding poverty in the Western world, in horrible disease, fought the world war, settled the West, industrialized, and more. Before we end, I would also like to note you can't just blame the Boomers for following these boomerisms. Although the Boomers have dominated culture and politics for decades and we are in many ways living in a world built by the baby boomers, at the same time the traits like total inability to make moral judgment alongside a simultaneously black and white worldview, short-term judgment and the like manifest more so in the boomers' children than even in themselves. I really like Carol Quigley's idea of macro generations or 80-year intellectual trends in the West, of long multi-generational periods that follow the same cultural themes and then have radical shifts. All of the things I've criticized the baby boomers of, they in turn have criticized the younger generations of, and I think they have a point in some ways. In some ways, the people who of the most boomer-like traits aren't baby boomers, they're people my age. However, these were traits the baby boomers invented and pushed upon society. Millennials, meanwhile, are accused of being entitled, short-sighted, politically radical, while grandstanding and the like, like their baby boomer parents. In my generation, I see a split between those who are pushing the tired old boomer paradigm as far as possible, so much so that a big reason our age is seeing so much collapse and problems is that the boomer world is crashing into a brick wall of reality. However, in my age, I also see the genuine search for something new and true, a new way forward. Carroll quickly titled his brilliant book, Tragedy and Hope, writing in the 60s, in that the tragedy was the horrors of the world's wars and totalitarianism. However, he hoped from that trauma, we would see awakening a of society that one could genuinely look forward to. The boomers have failed us. I hope that the young today will be able to realize that. Constructing a better world from the ash of the baby boomers world.